So we're in our second study, men's study for the year. That's right. Going through the book of Ephesians. Indeed. And we're really excited about it. I've had several people talking to me about being ready to get back into into the study, and I'm excited about this one. Yeah, I think it, I think it's good to take a little break. It is, um, and you know, kind of a process uh, what we've been through. It gets you mm-hmm. um, kind of lets you process what we did and kind of get uh, ready for the next. Get one. Get ready for the next one. That's right. Yeah, kind of like watching a basketball that's, game. That's there. You go. See, that's. <laughs> And this, this is going to be a plug for. Um, this is going to date our podcast. This may not a make, little bit. This yeah. may not make sense to people that are uh, listening six months from now. From last That's night, right. you had the uh, skyline has talent. We did, and it was incredible. It was so much fun. I, I I made the comment because Brittany Lewis made the comment to me, and I thought in that moment I I hadn't stopped to think about it the way that she articulated it. But you know, we she said two years ago. What were you thinking? Were you thinking that this would even be possible for us to be back together? And there were so many unknowns yeah. two years ago. I mean, really, we like we legitimately did not know Had what no idea what being what fellowshipping was going to look like. Um, and then to be together last night and just to celebrate um, being a family mm-hmm. and to celebrate the talent that exists. It was so fabulous. It was fabulous. It was just, it was, yes, it was phenomenal. Um, like I said, I posted something on on the Facebooks uh, today uh, that, you know, the food was good, the talent yeah. was better, mm-hmm. the fellowship was just, it was glorious. And there was so many people here. So many. I we had up, to put out so many more tables. Yeah. And I drove up and I was like, is this Sunday morning service? What is this? <laughs> I know because there were so many people here. I know and it was nice. It was it was a celebration, um, and oh, it was wonderful. It yeah. was so good. Uh, also, I wanted to mention too. You know, we're doing this for our men's study, mm-hmm. but I think I think this study in particular, is, as we're going through this podcast, I think uh, others from our our congregation will benefit from it as well. Right. I think it's going to be one of those kind of studies as we go through the podcast on on Tuesday mornings and Saturday mornings. You know, we're going to dive into it a little bit deeper as as a, as a group of men. But I think this part in particular will be beneficial for everybody. Yes, so I'm I think, excited for that too. Well, and and Ephesians is such a uh, I, I know like Scott Owens just reads it period. I mean, like it mm-hmm. makes it a, a habit of reading this letter in particular, and and he's told me that before, and and kind of drew me to this letter. I mean, it's a good letter, but it's. Yeah. It's become my favorite of Paul's letters, um, and so it's. And we we did a sermon series. Uh, it may have been a year or two ago. Just the uh, the light series. Yes, Children yes. of Light. Children of Light. Yeah. And um and that really just diving into Ephesians in that mm-hmm. way um made me appreciate it even more. Yeah. So yes, I, I think it's. It's a good letter to go back and revisit, and you yep. always and as as is the case with all of Scripture, mm-hmm. every time you go back through it, the Spirit will reveal something else that you need to hear yep. when you need to hear it. So that's yeah, going to meet you where you're at. Absolutely, hundred yeah. percent. And originally, this was going to be a six week study. As I started diving into it, it's like there's no way we can get through it in six weeks. So I added one week, but mm-hmm. we're not even going to be able to really no. get into it no. in seven weeks. Yeah. Um, 
this is not going to be a verse by verse study. You know, if we if we did a verse by verse study of Ephesians, I think that would be a year long curriculum, without a doubt. So uh, you know, we won't go verse by verse. One thing I would encourage you to do as you're, as you're listening and as you're thinking about this, read through the whole book in one sitting if you can. Uh, it's you it's can. really beneficial, and you can. Yes, you, you absolutely know, can. I can. 10 to 20 minutes tops, Yes, and you can read through it. Yes. And if you read through it in one sitting, you're going to see how it all pieces together and comes together as one flow. And maybe even try to think of it as, what would it have been like if I was the... Intend like I was the one intended person that Paul was writing to. Right, read it like that. Yeah, and see what see how you what what you come away with. That's a good that's a good idea. So here's some uh, some neat little tidbits about Ephesians uh, and and Ephesus. Mm-hmm. Some things that I had, and I'm gonna make another little plug too. There is a right now media video series. Uh, we're not necessarily following it right week by week, um, but it is a good series. It's by J D Greer. And it's just on the book of Ephesians. Uh, the the outline that we'll go through kind of mirrors it a little bit. And I'm grabbing some questions from the handouts that he has sure. uh, that'll help us on Tuesdays. But uh, some information that he provided was, uh, one, Ephesus was a port city. So it's important to know a little bit about Ephesus as you're reading Ephesians sure. to know what Paul was trying to deal with. You know, So we've got a port city. It's a metropolitan city. Um, it's it's one of these you know cities at the time that was full of temples. So you right. know idolatry was, and and you know the Greek gods and the Roman gods was a big thing. Incredibly diverse in city as well. Yeah, yeah. But really diverse. I think I remember him saying there was maybe fifty temples to different gods and goddesses. Right. Yes. Including a massive temple to Artemis. Yes. You know. So this is. Not a city that was conducive to Christianity. Exactly. And so that's what Paul's writing. I think one of the ways he worded it was uh, it was a very hostile environment for Christians. Right. And, and Paul was writing basically a survival guide for Christians. Right. As well, he kind of worded the idea of Ephesians. So Ephesians was written around 62 AD. So we're about, what was that, about 30 years after the resurrection, roughly. So that's that's the time period that we're in. Right. Paul's in prison. This is one of his uh, prison epistles, along with, if I remember correctly, F- Colossians and Philemon. Right. You know, so he's writing this from prison, and he's writing this, like I said, as a survival guide uh, to this to these Christians who are in a very hostile environment. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing you can be thinking about as you're reading it. Think about the hostile environments that we're in, and how does that how does that affect us as we're reading it? Right. Anything else you would want to add on the background to Ephesians? Well, so uh, one of the things that I've mentioned uh, is that this is my favorite letter mm-hmm. of, of Paul's. And and one of the reasons is because of his, well, I, I might even say, first of all, it's a, I don't know how else to put, it is a beautifully written letter. Yeah. Like just the language that, that Paul uses, mm-hmm. the imagery that he uses um and he he um and yet it's a beautiful letter but it's so practical yes which is important to me right um it's practicality but and and like i said the 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 phrasing um but but what i love about it is behind the scenes his relationship with the church at ephesus oh yes his love 
for the people that he's writing this letter to. He had a special relationship with the church at Ephesus, and it goes back, you were talking about the temples and Mm -hmm. uh, Artemis specifically. Yeah. Um, You know, if you go back to Acts 19, um, when I think his name is Demetrius, uh, he's a silversmith. Okay. And he gets all bent out of shape because Paul is... Oh, right. Yes, because Paul is bringing Christianity, and he's telling people... Gods are not man-made. Gods are not made out of silver. And it's all fun and games until you start messing with people's business, right? <laughs> right. Take their money away. Yes. Like and, and yeah, you start messing with my money, and now we have problems. And so, you know, Demetrius tries to, um, he talks to to all the, the workers, the, the silversmiths and the, you know, I get... The people who, people who idols. made idols. Yes. The, yeah. All of those folks, he tries to get them together and and start this you know complaining and and a riot basically against right. Paul um to keep him from preaching that message cuz he's messing with our money and and so i just you know that's that that says a lot about that speaks to a lot about the impact that Christ was ha- in fact if you just go that's my challenge this week by okay. the way is to go back and read acts 19 it will and I'd, I'd read Acts 19 and 20 because okay. it'll prep you to move into this. Uh, gives you a little bit of kind of a behind the scenes right. about Paul's relationship with Ephesus. But um, uh, there, there is there is this uh, uh, Paul's me- well, not Paul's message, but the message of Christ that Paul is bringing. Um, Luke says in Acts 19 that that Christ was being revered. That that people who had practiced mm. sorcery were burning these incredibly expensive books because they were giving it up. They were turning to Christ, and so it's you know you talk about turning the world upside down, right? It, it, so this is what is happening in Ephesus, and um, <laughs> Paul's not the most popular guy, right? At least in the silversmith community, right? Apparently, so so but but then in Acts twenty, he. He has a prayer. He calls the the, the elders of the church right. of Ephesus to him, and they pray and they cry and they realize this is the last time we're going to. And I think that's that's interesting, and it speaks to how much Paul loved them. He wanted yeah. to spend time with them, and well, so he he doesn't call any any other that's right. that we know of that we know of that's that he right. doesn't call them no. and say this is the last time that we're going to because he's each not other. gonna he's not gonna make it. To, he's trying to get to Jerusalem, I think, for Pentecost, right? And so. Um, he's uh, he's not able to go see them, but he wants them to come to him. Yes, and I, it, that's beautiful. It is that, is, and, and so that speaks to. So, yes, uh, Ephesians is it's beautifully written. Mm-hmm. It's practical. It is it is such a great guide for since you have been redeemed, since yep. God has saved you, this is how you ought to respond. Right. It's such a beautiful way to put that and articulate that. Mm-hmm. But his relationship to the people that he's writing this letter to, if you if you know that background a little bit and appreciate that, it I'm not going to say it changes the context of what you're reading, but it's cer- what, what you're reading, but it certainly enhances the For context sure. of what you're reading. For so. sure. And it's easier to read than Romans. That's exactly That's for right. sure. <laughs> if we ever do a Roman Ooh, study, I may not recommend man. reading it in one sitting. No, most uh, definitely not. <laughs> yeah, but the, this is a good. It's a good message, and the part that you mentioned when you talked about the sorcerers, um, 
you know, burning their books and the impact that the gospel was having. Uh, I think I can't remember exactly where it is in Ephesians, but in either I think it's in two or three. He mm-hmm. talks about the purpose of the church was to uh, show the gospel to the spirit realm that was in you know where all this the evil comes from. Right, and so that's what made, I thought of when you said that too. Right. So here's how we're going to try to here's how we're going to take this book apart over the next seven weeks. Uh, this will be kind of our outline for mm-hmm. the next seven weeks. This week is going to be introduction, and we're going to get into chapter one, verses one through fourteen, and we're going to talk about the spiritual blessings that have come from God's ultimate purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, in week two, we're going to talk about power, wisdom, and peace, peace in Christ, and we're going to be looking at. Uh, a little bit longer section. We'll start in chapter 1, verse 15, and we're going to go through chapter 2, verse 17. So that'll be week 2. Week 3 will be discussion of this mysterious plan that he's going to reference here in chapter 1, and that's going to be in chapter 3, uh, mo- all chapter 3, basically. Uh-huh. Week 4, we're going to talk about specifically unity in the church and how the church affects this plan, and that's going to be chapter 4, of uh, all of chapter four, and then week five, Paul starts turning this towards, you know, he starts he starts high with what God has done, goes right. into how the church comes into play, and then he changes it. And he goes into how does this affect your relationships, right? And he moves into that how to because of all these things, how should you act towards each other and towards other people? Exactly. And so we're going to get to that in chapter five and part of chapter six. Yes. And that, that's going to be good. And then we're going to finish off with this idea of this battle that we're in. Mm-hmm. Because of all these things that have built up to this, this is what's, this is what's going on. This is the hostile environment that you live in. Yes. And we're going to get into the, uh, the spiritual warfare piece in week seven. Absolutely. Co- covers a lot of ground. Covers so much ground in this what it, relatively short letter. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, 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 so, it's so dense. It's, it's got so much weight to it. Um, it, it's it's hard to cover as much ground as he does in mm-hmm. such a short amount of time, or as in such a short letter, which again yeah. brings me back to the brilliance of this letter mm-hmm. and the dare I say perfection. I mean, I I think this is Paul's most mm, concise concise. I mean, it's just mm, and it's rich. It's just. Yeah. I mean, it's just rich. So there's so much in here. So much in here, and and again, that's the challenge. We're we're going to scratch the surface, if that, if that, yeah. And and we hope that what 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 we're trying to do is encourage everybody to go deeper mm-hmm. in in your own time, and 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 bring back something that the spirit reveals to you. That bring back something that will encourage somebody, you know, else. Yeah. Um, but but that's it. We when we get together, we will be able to scratch the surface, maybe. But but hopefully, um, as we do that, the desire to go deeper with, within everyone yeah. will will surface. So. Yeah, because we for sure want you to dive into this more. Oh yeah, uh, throughout the week, it's so worth it. Yeah. So let's start. Let's do this. Let's we're going to start off by going through this week's passage, which sure. is going to be chapter 1, verse 1 through 14, and maybe we could just, we'll tag team it if you want to take the first seven verses, and I'll take the second half, and then we'll kind of dive in from there. I'll take the first seven verses. This letter is from Paul. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Is that okay? That's okay. okay. That's, that's where I'll be too. All right, very good. I'm, I'm reading Ephesians chapter 1, verses 1 through 7 from the New Living Translation. 
This letter is from Paul, chosen by the will of God to be an apostle of Christ Jesus. I am writing to God's holy people in Ephesus who are faithful followers of Christ Jesus. May God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. So we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on us who belong to his dear son, He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. He has showered kindness on us along with all wisdom and understanding. God has now revealed to us his mysterious will regarding Christ, which is to fulfill his own good plan. And this is the plan. At the right time, he will bring everything under the authority of Christ, everything in heaven and on earth. Furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God. For he chose us in advance, and he makes everything work out according to his plan. God's purpose was that we Jews who were the first to trust in Christ would bring praise and glory to God. And now you Gentiles have also heard the truth, the good news that God saves you. And when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit, whom he promised long ago. The Spirit is God's guarantee that He will give us the inheritance He promised and that He has purchased us to be His own people. He did this so we would praise and glorify Him. There's a lot in 14 verses. That's a whole lot. Man, that's such good stuff, though. It is. That is, that's that's some of the most encouraging, um, what a way to start a letter. Right. <laughs> that's just a beautiful way to start a letter. I mean... And it puts to bed so many things that, and I'm, I'm going to try to say this in in the right way, and I hope this comes out the way I intend it to, but um, because I'm putting myself in this category, this is my mindset. It puts to bed so many things that I think about my salvation, yeah, and and where mm, where my actions fall in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in the scope of my salvation, and I, it, it break everything that I think, that I've thought, that our Western culture and that mentality, that if you want it, work for it mentality, right. yeah, it breaks all of that down. in In the first fourteen verses, right. Eric, he yeah. breaks, <laughs> he destroys that. Yeah, it's what he wanted to do. That's the, that's the how can. It's what he wanted to do before he created the before world. Before he created us. I mean, it's how, like, there, that is so powerful. And it mm-hmm. absolutely goes against everything that our brains teach us about yeah. if you want to get somewhere and you work harder. You can get there. You can get there. And you'll earn it. And, and, and Paul says right here, you're already there. Mm-hmm. You've, and, and he says, and, and, Spoiler alert! Right throughout the book of Ephesians, <laughs> he continues to remind the the, the Christian us basically, mm-hmm. you're already there. Right. Okay. So so th- these 
this this work that you're doing or your um, the actions that you are taking to to live a godly life, it's a response right to something you've already received, not a working to get something. It's not a condition. That's it. Yeah. Uh, that's in just these first verses, mm-hmm. he destroys that idea. Yeah. Which is great because that sets the tone. If we can get past that in the first chapter here, yeah. it, it'll set the tone for the rest of the the rest of the letter. When the most popular verse that you think of from Ephesians is for it is by grace that you have been saved. That's right. And he, he gets to that even before you get to that. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So, so by the time you get there, you should already know that. Right. Like you should be comfortable with it. This is just it. more of a re- repetition that's of what right. I just said. That's right. Yeah. Um, so this is a, a quick breakdown of these 14 verses, and this is the part where it's going to be hard. I think it's going to be hard for us as we do this podcast, yes, and it's it going to be hard as we go through the uh, yes. through our sessions during the weeks uh, to not want to dive into everything because right. there's so much there. Right. Um, but verses 1 through 3 is, is pretty simple. It says sure. Paul's greetings, sure. and there's quite a bit there, too. Yes. Uh, you can. That's where you see his appreciation 100%. and his love for these people. Without a doubt. So and that's common to most of Paul's letters. Yep. Uh, verse 4 through 8, he kind of breaks down God's blessings on those that he has chosen. Mm-hmm. And we could talk for a long time about oh. just the chosen part Yes, as far as there's just a lot that we could go in there. Yes, absolutely. And then verse 9 through 14 talks about this mysterious plan. And he, right. he kind of he references this mysterious plan. Uh, for quite a bit, absolutely, and so that's that's kind of the breakdown of these first fourteen mm-hmm. verses. Um, I thought, as far as kind of touching on maybe some of our our there, all fourteen verses could be our favorite verses. That's right. Um, <laughs> I think I've heard you reference numerous times. This is my favorite verse. Yes, uh, um, every time, and that's okay. It's a but we could do that for every verse here. But did you have maybe right. two or three that oh have but, stuck out for you in particular? Oh, without a doubt. I mean, you. Verse five, right there. If if the rest of the letter didn't exist, uh-huh. <laughs> and verse five was all we had, there th- that is so deep and so again. I'm going to go back to contradictory to mm-hmm. what we think in terms of what salvation is from from our perspective and 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 how salvation is. And I'm using air quotes here right. that, that nobody can see. I see them. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Um, that we earn. Right. You know, like that. that's our mentality. But but he says, Paul says that God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do. And then he says it gave him great pleasure. Yeah. Right? And again, that's so goes against what what we think our responsibility right. is in the process of salvation. Um, the um, the other one was this uh, he's so rich in kindness and grace mm-hmm. that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. A couple yeah. of key words in there um, that we have problems with. The, the idea of grace in general mm-hmm. is something that we still wrestle with yep. um, and not intellectually understanding, but putting into practice um, through a, a deeper understanding than just on an intellectual level, but right. through, you know, 
the way that God defines grace and showers grace and the idea that he purchased our freedom um, because we talk about freedom. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second Peter series that we just completed, yeah. Peter talks about the false teachers who preach against everything that God wants for us, right? Um, everything that God has promised us. They they come to us with the deception that there is freedom, right? In what they're saying, yeah. And in reality, what Peter says is they are they themselves are slaves to sin, mm-hmm. and so the idea, even that concept of what freedom is, mm-hmm. we, we have a hard time with, yeah. Because what the world will tell me this is what freedom looks like, right? Well, there's just enough. Distorting of the truth, yes, yes, that that it's believable, mm-hmm. but then you buy into that, and you become a slave to it. Yeah, and and the freedom that we have frees us from all of the stuff that I. This is how I put it: all the stuff that we we run back to. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus has already freed us from that. So yeah. those are two. I mean, it's just again, all fourteen verses are right. our favorites, but these are two <laughs> that I had to pick that stood out. Right. The two that I picked, or I think I picked out two kind of groupings. I picked uh, mm-hmm. verse 9 and 10 that had to do with um, this mysterious plan that God has. Right. And uh, verse 10 in particular, and this is the plan, at the right time, mm-hmm. he will bring everything together under the authority of Christ. That, stu- that stood out to me. D- this whole idea of what was this plan, Paul? What are you talking about? What was the mystery? Mm-hmm. And when you go down to verse 12 through uh, twelve through 13, it was this plan that he was going to go to the Jews first, mm-hmm. and then he was going to, after he's gone to the Jews, not only are the Jews going to be uh, bearers of this adoption, but it's also going to be for the Gentiles, which right. opens it up to everybody else. Right. And so the good news of this plan was... Everybody is going to be blessed. Yes. Everybody has the opportunity to be heirs to God's inheritance. That's right. And those those things stuck out to me. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a the, yes. Again, that's a beautiful um, unveiling there yeah. by Paul. Because and and think about this. You know, we just talked about the city of Ephesus. Mm-hmm. Incredibly diverse, right? And and so you've got you know you've got Jews and Gentiles and cats and dogs living together, right? Trying to exist together, you know, yeah. and and um, so it's um, so with that background that hits even right more deeply. Everything coming together. That's right. That's amazing. Yeah, it's well done, Paul. I think that's what we're trying to say. Well done. To quote Dave Ramsey, well done. <laughs> That's right. Um, some key themes that, I mean, we've already talked through these some. Uh, God, God had a plan in place before he ever spoke the universe into existence. Right. That's kind of the idea that I kind of picked up from verse four. Right. So bef- before he did any of this, yes, he already had the plan in place. Yeah, that's right. And that goes, that leads into... Uh, verse four and five, where he talks about this idea that he chose us, and you've already mentioned it mm-hmm. was his pleasure. He wanted to choose us. He chose us right before he made everything. Yes, and that uh, that's mind-boggling to me. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, 
Well, we we don't have the we don't have the capacity to understand. We can't, we, there's no way. I mean, that's uh, we can we can toss it around. We can theorize about it. We can talk about it. We can be awed by it. Yeah. But to fully understand it, um, I, I don't know that I don't know that that's possible. Right. Uh, for us, but um, to fully understand it in the way that God, because we just talked about God from the perspective of being outside of time. Right. Uh, I think it was maybe not last week, but two weeks ago, we talked about the idea of, of uh, oh, I keep going back to Peter. but, but <laughs> That's but, okay. It well, all goes together. Yeah, there you go. But Peter says, you know, that, that God's not being slow. Right. You know, because God doesn't see time the way that you see time. A thousand years is a day to God, and right. a day is a thousand years. So that means it's been six days since he created so, the world. That, that, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, so it's like, so you're... you're you're talking about a God that that uh, exists outside of time. Mm-hmm. He exists outside of space. He exists outside of every law that we know right. to be true. Yeah. And so we don't have the capacity to understand th- from that perspective. Mm-hmm. We certainly don't understand that how a God who has always existed could before he ever created us. Like that... So there are things that we cannot understand. Um, we just don't have the ability to do so. So, yeah. and 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 to me, again, this goes back to the Paul talks about this mysterious plan of God. Mm-hmm. You know, there are mysteries about God that I, I think seeking God and and wanting to to know more about Him and understand those mysteries and digging deeper is. Um, well, I was going to say a worthwhile endeavor. Duh, right. that's the understatement yeah. of the millennium. But uh, but it's 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 worthy. It's it's worthy to spend time in that. But to right. think, but to go into it with the idea of I'm going to understand God. You're never going to be there. <laughs> never going to be there. I'm going to be able. Well, I'm going to be able to explain God. And, yeah. and so that that is not to me. That's not the goal. Right. Um. And it can't be. Because yeah. I don't think you will ever get there, but seeking God, mm-hmm. wanting to know more, and 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 being and just sitting around and saying, "Wow, I don't even I don't even fully understand that," but I am awed by the fact that before He even created me, mm-hmm. He redeemed me. Yep, that was His plan. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, and so we that 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 part we should be awed every day, every single day, every single day. We should just sit down and say, "Wow." Yeah, at some point, there's a. I like Matthew West. He's a he's on a he's yeah. a good singer. Mm-hmm. He's got a song out right now. It's called "Me on Your Mind." Okay, and the thought behind the song was a couple of the verses are you know, talking about Jesus when you told the story of the ninety nine sheep mm-hmm. and you left the one, uh, to, you left the ninety nine to go find the one. Where you was? Did you have me on your mind when you when you said that? Right. Um, when you when the prodigal son when you told the story of the prodigal son and he left everything and he came back to his dad and his dad was waiting on the porch. Were you saying the? Were you saying that story with me on your mind? Mm. And that's what I thought of when I read this passage. When you spoke the universe into existence, did you speak the universe into existence with me on your mind? Right. Already knowing that you wanted me to be with you. Right. And you know, this is the same thing. If you think about that, oh. it'll just yes. dumbfound you in your place. Yeah, totally mind blown. Absolutely. And 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 that's the thing. If and, and I always, I kind of always go back to this, and probably say it too much. People are probably getting tired of hearing it. <laughs> but but I, 
we are so comfortable putting God in a box. Yeah. Because that's that's safe. Mm-hmm. I can explain everything. It, it makes sense to me. And, and God is so much bigger than that. And 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 yeah. to me, that's the beauty of God, is that He shouldn't be in a box. And mm-hmm. and and we we shouldn't think that that's the goal is to know, you know, every everything. You know, right. we can know God. We can have a relationship with God, and and not be able to understand some of the things about God and some of the qualities of God. Um, and, and to me, that that's the beauty of that relationship Yeah, um, between us and him. Well, you and I should be able to sit here in 40 years from now and still have the same and, sense yes. of, EP, guess what? I just <laughs> figured out from reading Ephesians chapter 1. You I would know. not believe what yes. just came to me yes. because I have not put God in a box, yeah. and I learned something new about God Every time. And that's my challenge. Well, okay. That's not my challenge, but right. not my weekly challenge. Okay. But one of the things is that that we, when I, well, not so much anymore, but but used to be when I would see something new mm-hmm. after I've read it, you know, I've read it 99 times and I read it for the hundredth time mm-hmm. and something new is revealed to me. I used to get this, my first reaction, just to be completely honest, was was kind of being frustrated. Mm-hmm. Why didn't I see this before? Yeah. Right? How many people have seen this and I haven't? Right. You know? And my first instinct was frustration. And I've kind of moved in the direction of it's now joy. Yeah. Because it's I, – I, I do believe that the Spirit reveals truth to us. That's one of His jobs, mm-hmm. one of His many. Yeah. Um, and – I, he reveals truth to us. Not only does he reveal it, but he reveals it in the time in which we're ready to receive it. Yeah. And I believe that 100%. And so you shouldn't think of it as, uh, oh, I'm frustrated. I've never seen that before. But be joyful mm-hmm. that, oh, wow, I, I've I've seen a new and, – and you could look at it. I've seen a new side of God. Yeah. Or I've learned something new about God. That's exciting. I was just thinking when Sorry. you said that um... – Let's see. We just read it a second ago, but mm-hmm. part of what he said was he he works out everything in accordance to his time. I'm yeah, that's to... right. Yeah, that's right. What what, what verse was that? It, that it, was it, uh, you read see. it. I read it. So it's is that to verse eight? <laughs> yes. It, the the spirit is God's guarantee, and that He has purchased to be His own people, um, who were the first to trust in Christ. Um, oh. I think I found it verse 11. Oh, yes, there it is. Yes. Furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God, for he chose us in advance, and he makes everything work out according, according to, to his, his plan. plan. Yeah. You yeah. Know, that's what I thought of when you said that. Yeah, there you go. You know, he's going to reveal the thing that you need when you need it. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And yeah. it's and, and you shouldn't look at it as like a band that, oh, man, why have I never listened to them before? Right. You know, you should think at it uh, in terms of, oh, wow, look how much... Look, all of this is new to me, yeah. And th- it's it's amazing, and it shouldn't be a oh, I, why didn't I see this before? Right. It is a I, I Lord willing, we will be sitting here forty years right. from now, <laughs> and we will be saying, and I will guarantee you, it's I will say, every, I book it right book now, it. yeah, book it right now, back here forty years, <laughs> you and me. And we will be saying, "You're not going to believe right. what I have, what what the Spirit has revealed to me yeah. through 
this this week. So. And you know, I think we can even get – We I don't think we have to wait 40 years. I think that uh, on Tuesday morning and Saturday morning, <laughs> we're going to hear from one of the guys that's older than right. we are. And these are, they're, they're going to say – I bet you're right. Guess what was just revealed to me? I bet you're right. Yeah. So, but I still think we can meet in 40 years. I'm still okay with that. I've already put it down. Yeah. I've already written it it's down. Booked. So, it's booked. iPad calendars go out a long way. That's exact. They certainly <laughs> do. Uh, so, the last couple of things from this, um, verse 9 through 13, Paul goes into this mysterious plan, and he kind of he kind of gives a teaser to it of what he's going to be talking about it with the idea of the Jews taking it and then it going to the Gentiles. That's part of this mysterious plan. Mm-hmm. Um, before we go into our recap and challenges for the week, I did want to touch on verse 14 for just a second. Mm. He says, uh, the Spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance he promised and that he purchased us to be his people. Mm. That's a, a really bold and big statement yeah. and goes a long way to talk about what does the Spirit mean? Right. The, the fact that we have the Spirit in us, what does that mean? And it's... a uh, the, the idea, this idea of the guarantee. Yes. And it's, uh, I can't remember. If, he identified us. He identified us. Is what he said. And he put a deposit down yes, for us. Yeah, yeah. There you go. I was trying to think that's the word I was thinking of. Yeah, that's it. He's put a deposit down on us as a guarantee that this this is yours. Right. And that's just an amazing thing to think about. And when he makes a guarantee. He keeps it. He keeps it. Yes. Yes. So challenges for the week. Uh, I thought this would be interesting for us to try. Absolutely. To give a challenge for the week. You've already you've already uh, teased us. I, I, and with I, an EP and I would my my challenge for the week. I would love for everybody to sit down and read Ephesians through. I mean, that's yep. we we talked about that at the first. Mm-hmm. Read the whole thing in one sitting. Yep. Um and and don't blow through it. Right. Take your time. Put aside 30 minutes, 40 mm-hmm. And and just read it through in one sitting. But what I but my challenge is this: go back and read Acts nineteen and twenty. Mm-hmm. That I, and and this is this is my advice. I would read Acts nineteen and twenty, and not go straight into Ephesians, but read Acts chapters nineteen and twenty, and then maybe take a day. Mm. Okay, maybe not take a day because tomorrow's <laughs> Tuesday. But maybe but maybe. Go eat dinner. How about right. that? That's, that's Read good. Acts 19 and 20 uh, or listen to them right. on the way home from work or whatever. And and then later on in the evening, then read Ephesians. Yeah. Let let Acts 19 and 20 and that, that, that picture of Paul in Ephesus and Paul ministering to Ephesus, let that sink in a little bit and then in an hour or two or whatever, move into Ephesians. I, I really think it will, um, well, I, I think it will open up a lot of things. I think it will yeah. uh, not not clarify some things, mm-hmm. but I think it will enhance the reading of Ephesians. I really do. Yep. That's like my that. challenge. I like that challenge. Yeah. I'll say to, to piggyback that, after you have, uh, as you're reading Acts chapter 19 and 20, mm-hmm. as you get into Ephesians, try to picture yourself... In that position. Right, yeah. If you were a Christian living in Ephesus, mm-hmm. with those things in mind, the things that we've already talked about with Paul's relationship to these people and the city that you live in, yes. how would these words make a difference to you from that standpoint? Right. So that's my challenge. Yeah, that's so good I, stuff. I think those will be two good things. That is good stuff. Anytime you put yourself, 
you see yourself in scripture, you see yourself in, mm-hmm. in, in these events. I think it, anytime you can personalize it. Yep. Again, it's in It hand. brings it, it makes it real. It really does. Yep. So here's what we're going to do too. So these questions will be, uh, I'll put these questions on the, the podcast notes. Right. It was also in the Facebook post that I put out this morning. Okay. These are the questions that we'll go through. We'll, we'll try to get through during our sessions. So question number one is going to be, go through verses three through 10 and think about what has God blessed us with mm-hmm. and try to be specific. Sure. Uh, we don't want it. Spiritual blessings. Yes. We got it. Uh, try to be specific <laughs> yeah. with what Jesus. you come up with. Jesus. That's right. The popular Bible school answer. Um, always correct. Always correct. Always correct. Second question is, one of the key ideas in this passage is this idea of adoption. What does adoption mean in context here when God is doing the adopting? Mm. So that's question number two. That's a good question. Question number three, grace is another key idea in this book. EP referenced that earlier in the podcast. Mm -hmm. How does Paul start defining grace here in this passage? Mm. And how would you define grace? I think that's a good question. These too. are good questions. Yeah, they're very good. I'll say I did get most of these questions from it's JD Greer. So, well um, something else Paul talks about is this mis- mystery of God's plan. So, what is the mystery, and what do you think Paul refers to? It? I'm sorry. Why do you think Paul refers to it like this? Mm. So, as you think through those things, right? And then the final question is going to be: This is going to be more of a going forward in the week challenge type question. Mm-hmm. What does our identity, as described in this first section, and I've got in parentheses, adopted children or heirs guaranteed by the Holy Spirit, what does our identity mean to you as a Christian, a man of God, and for the others listening, a woman of God, or just as an adopted child of God? And mm-hmm. those, th- those four things could be different. Uh, so sure. think through how the things that we've gone through in this first section affect you in those pieces. Mm-hmm. Right. That's all I've got for today. I think that this is going to be a great study. It is. I'm looking forward to, uh, uh, well, as we're recording this podcast, the men's study begins tomorrow yes. morning. And so I'm looking forward to seeing everybody there, being back together mm-hmm. um, and, and uh, having breakfast together, of course. It's always good to have food. Absolutely. But I just think this, again, this is such a rich letter, um, and it's. I think we're going to be blessed sharing that time together. I think so. Would you want to pray us out into Ephesians? Absolutely. Father, I thank you so much for uh, the way that you love us, the way that you um, manifested that love in Jesus Christ, and the way that he um, uh, embraced us uh, as his his heirs uh, alongside him, and how he died for us and removed our sin. Uh, in your plan of redemption, God. I thank you for the salvation that we receive from you, the grace that you have showered upon us um, through uh, this uh, incredibly um, merciful act uh, of love and compassion. And I thank you, God, that you brought that message to Ephesus through your apostle Paul, that he wrote this beautiful letter Uh, that we too can learn from and model our lives after. And I pray, God, as we dive into this in this men's study, that you will bless us every step of the way and that you will continue to reveal through your spirit what we need to see each and every day. It's through your son, I pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Eric. Yes, sir. 
Thanks for joining us as we seek to know more of God's purpose for our lives. The Life on Purpose podcast is brought to you by Skyline Church of Christ in Jackson, Tennessee. Visit SkylineChurch.com to learn more of what God is doing in our lives. Thanks for listening.